0: Hey, good morning, Troy UMC. Uh, it's so good to be here today with you. Uh, my name's Andy, and, and it is great to be here as we continue our message series, Drafted. Uh, as, as we've covered in the last couple of weeks, this, this series is really all about uh, the priesthood of all believers. The idea that every follower of Jesus is also a minister of Jesus, a vital part of the church, the, the, the body of Christ. And like in sports, you have been drafted by God onto a team, the the church, whose objective isn't to win a bunch of games, but to do God's work, or as we like to say around here, invite people on a journey with Jesus. You have been drafted onto God's team for that purpose. But if you're a sports fan, you know that sometimes when a person gets drafted, He or she will hold out. And if you're not a sports fan, a holdout is someone who, for whatever reason, refuses to play for the the team that they were drafted by Uh, because either they they don't like the contract that they have or they're unwilling to sign the contract uh, for the team that they were drafted by. They're holding out presumably for something better. Sometimes it's more money that they're looking for. Sometimes it's because they don't wanna play for that particular team and they're demanding a trade. Uh, Sometimes they're holding out because they feel that they've been unfairly treated and they're trying to prove a point. But whatever reason, when a player holds out, uh, especially if that player is one of your, your top draft picks, it hurts the team and it undermines the goals for the organization. Uh, check out this video of some famous sports holdouts and the unfortunate results for their teams. Oh, oh wait. Uh, I'm on video today. Uh, we're not going to show you a video of famous sports holdouts. I think you get the point. But if, in case you're wondering why it is that I am on video today and why it is that you have experienced a handful of differences Uh, Today in our worship services, uh, our staff uh, decided to let the vast majority of our uh, normal volunteers and servants uh, have the day off. In order to illustrate what it's like if our church was filled with holdouts. So if you're relatively new or visiting Troy United Methodist Church today, please accept my apologies for not providing the normal welcome and excellence that that all of us are used to around here. I hope that you'll give us a free pass today and realize that really there's no better way to uh, understand the important uh, particular roles that we have until they're missing, until they're not there. Uh, Absence in this case, I hope, uh, makes all of our hearts Uh, grow fonder. And and in case you're worried about your kids right now, um, you should be because I am their director today and I'm down there all by myself. No, just kidding. I'm not. Uh, we, we're actually launching a brand new curriculum today and we have a full crew of volunteers and we will be sharing uh, with with anyone and everyone who wants to learn more about this kind of new launch and philosophy of children's ministry and the new curriculum that, that we've got at, at, at noon today in the Family Life Center. And everyone is welcome and lunch will be served. Um, and, and I'm actually going to be there uh, live and in person. Uh, But what what you all have been experiencing outside of the kids area uh, is is a a bit of the obvious result of holdouts in the body of Christ. Uh, Of course, the reasons for holding out are, are very different for people in the church Uh, than they are for folks in the sports world. There there are no contract disputes in the church that I'm aware of, no promises of more money. No, these are some of the reasons that I've typically heard for why people hold out in the church. Well, you know, Pastor, I, I work on Saturdays, and so Sunday is my only opportunity to sleep in. Or, or, or my kids have activities every night of the week. So, so I, I really can't make time. Or, or I have little kids. Or I'm not very good at anything. Or I, I'm too young to serve. Or on the other end of the spectrum, I'm maybe feeling too old to serve and I've already done my time. That one always surprises me. It's as if uh, serving is a, a prison sentence of some sort. Uh, uh, sometimes I'll hear, well, nobody asked me, uh, or I, I tried that once and, and it didn't work out, so I'm not going to try again, or, or I'm too new uh, and they don't need me, or I'm going through a difficult time, uh, so I'm just going to stop using my gifts within the church. Whatever the reasoning is, uh, if you hold out from the life of your church, we as a church suffer the mission suffers, and ultimately, uh, so do you. These are some of the consequences that the early church leader, the Apostle Paul, alludes to in a letter that he wrote to a relatively new and young church in the European city of Corinth uh, nearly 2,000 years ago. And if you read the entire Letter, you realize that they were having all sorts of challenges in this young church, but this is a little bit of what was going on. Uh, there, There were some people among them who felt that what they did for the church was more important than what others did for the church. And as a result, there were some holdouts. People who either uh, didn't feel valued or wanted or like they had anything to offer. And, and then th- there were also some people who were very active in their early church community, but for completely the wrong reasons. They, they were active for, for very selfish reasons rather than focused on the work of God in the world. And so the Apostle Paul wrote to them and shared uh, a, a handful of very important truths. And I want to share a handful of those with you from uh, the, from chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. Uh, Paul writes this. Uh, I'm going to start with verse 7, and I'm going to jump around a little bit. But uh, verse 7, Paul says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To each one the manifestation of the Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, is given for the common good. Now here's the first truth that is important as it relates to holdouts in the church. And I encourage you, you can follow along in your message notes if you picked one up on your way in this morning. Uh, but, but here's the important truth. We're, we're each given some gift of God's spirit, not for ourselves, but for the benefit of all of us, the entire church. In other words, you have something to offer. And what you have to offer, it really matters It matters to Troy UMC. It matters to all of us. Uh, Skip down to verse 12. Uh, Paul writes this. He says, Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. And there are a couple of truth-filled implications here. Uh, First, like we've, we've talked about this first implication uh, throughout the other weeks in this series so far, that uh, the church as the body of Christ, we, we have many, many different parts. Not, not everyone has the same role. I, I think you understand that. If you were here last week, you saw how How even here within our church, we have a wide variety of ministry areas, all with different roles. And and you can see from some of the things that we are missing today, the wide diversity of the serving functions within our church. And and you likely missed uh, people greeting you today. Um, and, and uh, maybe you missed the, the fine display of goodies for you downstairs. Uh, you may have missed the, the lyrics to the songs uh, being projected. I, I know you probably missed the full band. Uh, you, you've probably had fun assembling your own bulletin, though, this morning, right? Uh, I think you enjoyed that, and there, there, there are so many other behind-the-scenes servants whose roles are absolutely vital. Uh, one area that I want to make sure you know we didn't skimp on today was, was our security team. We, we just see that as a baseline aspect of hospitality, and, and, and if you're ever interested in serving on the, the security team, uh, they're always looking for, uh, for folks who are, are willing to give of themselves, and you can check the box hospitality and, and even write in their serving team, uh, security team. But as a church, the whole point is, as a church, we have many different parts. But the, uh, the second implication of this scripture verse is that all of these parts make up one body. So if you are a vital part of the body, and you are, but you're not active, then what's the result ultimately? I mean, the result is the entire body Suffers. I mean, just try to imagine a body without one of its vital parts. Uh, your body. I, what, what if you were missing a hand uh, or a lung or maybe an eye? I mean, s- some of us have, have had injuries or infirmities, and we know from experience just how important some parts of the body are. We know it when we don't have access to them anymore. Uh, but but let's, let, let's skip down to uh, verses 18 and 19 here uh, for the next really important truth. But in fact, Paul writes, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. And if they were all one part, where would the body be? I'm not going to spend a lot of time belaboring this point. I think it's it's pretty straightforward and clear. We absolutely need a diversity of gifts uh, because if we were all the same, we would not be a complete body. Uh, when, when I think of this, this truth, for some reason, um, in my mind, uh, it pops up this memory that I have way back from fifth grade, like the age my kids are now. Uh, I, and I remember we were given this assignment in, in social studies. Do Do they even have like social studies anymore? Well, in social studies, each individual in our class was given uh, a little a sheet of paper with a drawing on it in the shape of an island or a country. And they were all made up names. But on that sheet of paper, on the country, on the land, it, it had listed out the the natural resources that that island, that country had. And, and then up on the chalkboard, the, the teacher wrote all the, the resources that we needed uh, in our little island country to survive. And As you might imagine, uh, the the assignment showed that none of us had all the resources that we needed to survive on our own. Uh, So we all had to learn how to trade and barter uh, with each other to get what we needed in in order to survive. Uh, And and this taught, really this taught us at a very early age the the principle of interdependency uh, rather than self-sufficiency. And you need to hear this. In the body of Christ, there is no self-sufficiency. We all need each other and what each person brings to the table. Uh, One more verse that I want to share and an important application for it. Verse 26. If one part suffers, one part of the body suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And, and this verse, I, I think, is not just about solidarity, where, where we grieve with those who grieve and rejoice with those who rejoice. That is a very important, important part of, of how we love one another within the church family. Uh, but, but that's not what I think this verse is getting at. Instead, um, from the perspective of the, the body as a whole, Uh, I think this verse is emphasizing what we might refer to now as the lowest common denominator principle. And and here's what I mean by that. You see, your body is either healthy or unhealthy. You you can't go around and say, well, 90% of my body is healthy and and, and 10% is unhealthy uh, because what if that 10% was your heart? Well, what, what if it wasn't working properly or it wasn't working at all? Then, then you're not healthy. You're sick. You're very sick. In fact, you might be dead. Uh, or, or, or what if you have an infection, say, in, in your foot? Um, unless it is treated right away, that, in, that infection, it spreads. It spreads to the entire body. You're only as healthy as the least healthy part of you. That's the lowest common denominator principle. So if part of your body is suffering or unhealthy, then the whole body suffers, but the whole body is unhealthy. In fact, sometimes this is what happens, and I'll illustrate with a story about my, my physical therapy on the knee that I had uh, surgery on just a, a few weeks ago, and, and it's going well, uh, but but i 've really been working out my my right leg here uh, it 's the, the leg that I had the knee surgery on and i 've been doing all kinds of exercises and physical therapy to like get get good balance and, and strength and it 's going well my, my knee is getting better but but my physical therapist um, encouraged me, he said, you, you know, you, you definitely need to strengthen your, your right leg, uh, but you need to learn how to strengthen both of your legs together. So I've been doing a lot of squats and other things like that, because he told me, if you, if you don't do that, if you don't also strengthen your left leg, then then you are at higher risk for that left leg being injured. Well, why is that? Well, the answer is, is really simple, it's it's. Overcompensation. When one part isn't working right or at all, the other parts have to pick up the slack. And because they are overcompensating, they have a higher risk of injury or burnout. Uh, More on that in a bit. Let let me take a moment to just share with you some of of our mission here at Troy UMC in the hopes that we have for every single person who's a part of this church family. You know, our mission is to invite you and, and others on a journey with Jesus. And we believe that that journey with Jesus is, is defined by connecting to God and to others, by, by growing in community, by using your gifts to, to serve um, in the church, and, and by, by sharing the goodness of God beyond the walls of the church as an ambassador of Jesus and worshiping God in everything that we say and everything that we do. So if you call Troy UMC your church home, we, we really, really want you to commit to being active in the following ways. Uh, first, coming to worship whenever you're in town. When we worship together, we connect to God and to one another, and we're encouraged by God's word together. That is so important. And, and you might not know this, but your presence in that is so important. It matters. Uh, second, we hope that you'll get connected to a journey group in our church where you can really grow deeper in your, your faith. Uh, the, the, the bulletin insert, which you inserted yourself today, if you picked that up, outlines uh, the groups that are happening uh, this summer. Um, and in the fall, many more opportunities for you to begin growing in community uh, will be available if you're not already connected to that. So, so don't hold out there. Uh, Third, as it applies to our scripture today and the series drafted that we're in as a whole, we hope that every person who calls Troy UMC their church home would be a part of at least one serving team and and, uh, that you would use your gifts, the gifts that God has given you, to build uh, our local body of Christ. Uh, Your connections card uh, has, has several of those ministry areas outlined that you can be a part of. Um, And and we also hope that everyone who is a part of our church uh, will be an ambassador of Jesus, sharing the love of God uh, in your workplace or in your community agency or in your neighborhood and and, and that you would participate on occasion in some of the opportunities that we provide for mission through our church. But the point is this, you've been gifted to help the, the rest of your church family So if you're not regularly worshiping, if you're not connected in a journey group, if you're not serving, if you're not being the hands and feet of Jesus in the world, then the gift which God gave you for the common good, it's being wasted. The the whole body hurts. The whole body suffers as a result. And what you experienced this morning with with no greeting or no hospitality or no sound or media or band or other things, uh, you've seen that that we have certainly lacked in some important roles. Now, if you're a regular, uh, maybe a a, a member here at Troy UMC, you might think, you know, that's not so bad. Missing those things wasn't so bad. I, I could handle that. I could handle that every week. Oh, well, aren't we just here to, to worship God anyway? Well, we don't need all of that other stuff. And, and on one hand, you're absolutely right. We do not need all that other stuff. But we're not just in this for us. Without these welcoming teams and arts teams, few of us, I think would really be excited to invite our friends, others um, to worship with us. In fact, if you had a friend come with you today on this day where things are missing, you might find yourself saying, oh, uh, things aren't like this every single week. Our pastor is usually there live. He's not on video and and you'll have to come back again. You know, we can handle a lack, but it wouldn't be very welcoming to guests and you know what? That hurts. That hurts the body of Christ. New people, people who are on the outside, who we have the opportunity to invite in, when they come in, that they're the lifeblood of the church. You cut off that life supply and the church slowly dwindles and eventually dies. Without some of these serving roles, we don't accomplish our mission of adequately inviting them on a journey with Jesus. Uh, before we wrap up, I, I want to talk momentarily to a couple of groups of you. And looking around, I'm just going to assume that, <laughs> that uh, both of these groups are represented here today. Uh, first, those of you who might be considered a holdout. Uh, can, can I just speak to you for a moment as, as your pastor? I, I by no means am trying to use guilt in order to persuade you to become more active. That that really isn't my intention at all. I mean, some of you who are holdouts now are, are people who have been amazing servants in our church family uh, for for many, many years, but for whatever reason have stepped back now. Uh, others of you are newer uh, to our church, and, and we have so enjoyed helping you feel like you're a part of this f- church family and that this is home for you. And I, I just want to share with you that there. are There is more. There is more joy to be had when you get active and you connect to a journey group or begin serving or or be in mission beyond our church. There's so much joy to be had. You have been drafted by God and now is the time to answer your call into the body of Christ. And and there is great joy in that because you get to be a part of God's mission. You you get to have the pleasure of God of using your God-given gifts to do what you were created to do. You get the joy of being a part of a team where you are wanted and needed. And you'll hear more about answering your call into the, that body of Christ in, in the coming weeks. Uh, but, but I do want you to hear this invitation now because what you do matters. And, and as a first step, I simply want to invite you... Uh, again, if you've been here before, you've heard this before, but I simply want to invite you again to, to fill out this connections card and, and, uh, and, and maybe look at the back in this opportunities to serve. Uh, look at that section. There, uh, there are several areas underneath that you could check, but I, but I want you to strongly consider that as a first step into serving and becoming more active in this body of Christ. We would love to connect with you and help you jump into an area of service here. And if you have any questions or concerns about, uh, about the reasons behind you, you holding out and you'd just like to talk about that, uh, please uh, just uh, share. Share that with me. Send me an email. Maybe uh, check that you'd like to talk with a pastor and just share that as a part of your prayer request. I'd love to follow up with you on that. But but I also want to take a moment to speak to those of you who have, uh, who have and continue to be uh, faithful servant volunteers in our church family, and, and there are so many of you. Uh, really, I just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for being an, an active part of this body of Christ. You have been laying down your life repeatedly over the years uh, for the sake of, of the mission of this church and lives are being changed because of it. And they will continue to be. You are such a vital part of Troy UMC, our local body of Christ. Thank you for being drafted and answering your call into that body. And I wanna thank you for the times where you have stepped up and really in some cases overcompensated when there have been desperate needs uh, some of you have made it a habit to overcompensate when others have held out. And and, and let me just make this plea. Uh, if, if you have been overcompensating because others have held out in the past and you are maybe risking burnout or injury to yourself, please, in the process, don't wholly abandon serving. Uh, maybe you need to step out of one of the areas that you're currently serving in uh, to uh, maybe you need to reassess a little bit so you don't risk uh, any further injury. Uh, may- maybe you can lovingly invite others to come alongside you and-, and bear some of the burden that you have been carrying on your own. People love to be invited, but, but please don't stop serving. Uh, it is my heartfelt prayer that as a part of this message series that there uh, will be many others who answer God's call into the body of Christ and when everyone steps into their role, then, then you won't have to overcompensate uh, uh, as much in the future. And there will be renewed energy and momentum as we fulfill our mission moving forward. But thank you. Thank you for your heart for God and your heart for the mission of our church. Hold on to Jesus. You know, I, I know that there are times where, uh, as a giver of your time and energy, where you just get tired. Um, and Some of you may have even come in to our worship today tired because you've been giving and giving and giving. Can can I just encourage you for a moment? It's worth it. It is worth it. When when you get to the end of your life, you will be grateful for the investment that you've made and the eternal impact that uh, comes as a result. You, you You will not find yourself on your deathbed saying, gosh, I wish I didn't spend so much time serving in the church. No, you're going to say, God, I gave my best, and I used the gifts that you gave me to build the body of Christ, to make a difference in people's lives. Thank you, God, for that opportunity. Don't lose heart. Today, I encourage you to to ask God for a renewed spirit, a sense of rejuvenation and call, a rebirth of passion for the ministry that God has called you to. Every every once in a while, I need a, a boost of, of rejuvenation and a sense that this is worth it. We all do. And today, we, we really have the opportunity to, to be rejuvenated, to be revived, to remember that it's worth it by celebrating uh, the Lord's Supper together. And, and since I I don't think we have any ushers uh, here today. Uh, let's just plan on, on bringing up your connection card and your uh, your offering and put it in the, the offering basket or plate um, as you come forward to receive uh, the Lord's Supper. And, and, and depending on which service you're in uh, today, uh, Pastor David or Pastor Dan or Pastor Don will now lead you to the Lord's table. God bless you. Well, in this service, it'll be Pastor David. (laughs) You pray with me. God, as we. uh...